Romans 14, verses 1 through 12. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and of the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wow. a uh, Another great passage with some very practical advice Absolutely. of how we approach another brother or sister who is is newer in the faith and as it says in verse one it says one who is weak in faith mm-hmm. so uh kind of kind of kind of interesting to to think of that phrase one who is weak in faith um there 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 are like there is like different degrees of of faith apparently yeah. you know there's yeah. those who have very strong faith there's those yeah. who have weak faith um there is the tendency for those who have strong faith and the Lord has done a lot in their lives mm-hmm. to look down on, kind of look condescendingly on those who are weaker in their faith. I can't mm-hmm. believe they're doing that. I can't believe they're engaging in those kind of activities. I can't believe he's only eating vegetables. Yeah. Doesn't he know yeah. that the sheet came down out of heaven to Peter mm-hmm. in Acts 10? And, you know, we're allowed to eat all different kinds of meats now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this person is trying to, you know, this one who's weaker in the faith is trying to uh, stay away from unclean foods. Yeah. And and it's easy to have to look condescendingly on another brother or sister who's weaker in their faith. Yeah. And and Paul's saying here, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a matter of like the conscience, you know, someone who like Christ has just begun a work of salvation and sanctification in their life, their conscience is still going to be held captive by different things. Whereas somebody who is strong and immersed in their faith, their conscience is being aligned more and more with the the liberty of the gospel. And so I, I think that's where Paul is urging patience and understanding between one another. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. You know, this this passage uh, makes me think of First Corinthians eight and nine, and it's talking about you know food sacrificed to idols yeah, and yeah. and how you relate to a person who's who's partaking in that. Um, and the point that Paul is making in First Corinthians eight and nine is basically that like you have the right to refuse your rights. Mm-hmm. And so you can actually refrain from doing certain things. Uh, so the kind of the famous verse in First Corinthians 9, he says, To the weak I became weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. And so you can see that Paul's mind when he deals with, when he deals with someone of weaker faith, he just has a totally different mindset. His mindset is like, I want to win them over. Like, I want to yeah. encourage them. Yeah. Uh, and so, but oftentimes we have the tendency to look on them condescendingly yeah. or to look on them with judgment. And and Paul is just, he's saying in Romans 14 that this is this is a bad thing. Don't do that. Yeah. The, it's a really interesting passage because he's opening up this nuance where, okay, in the Christian life, there are actions that are right and that are wrong. And yeah. that's kind of what he's hitting on in chapter 13, like drunkenness, orgies, orgies are wrong. You right. know, it doesn't matter what your heart posture is. Right. You should never be involved in an orgy yes. as a believer. But there's another tier of actions or, or things, views, where it's it just is what it is, and it's the heart posture behind it that mm-hmm. makes it right or wrong. And so really, w- regardless of which side of the aisle you take, if you have a heart that is yearning for the glory of God, then that is perfectly in line with God's will. And if you have a, if you're taking that view more from contention or rivalry, then that is completely abhorrent to, to the Lord. Right. And, you know, like I, I kind of think like a lot of times people will, will tie like alcohol and stuff to this passage, but it, it makes me more of think, think of something like church dress code, you know, mm. and mm. like me and my dad are, are kind of good example. And my dad's like my hero. Like I, yeah, we're super close. My dad like dresses to the nines for church. <laughs> like, like, you Love know, it. like he, he's a very formal person and like to him, that is like a form of worship. Like I, I see you as like a super formal person. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, yeah, right? I see yeah. you up there in your Nikes and yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pull a hoodie. Yeah. So like, but to him, like that, that is a form of right. worship. And to me, like, I, th- I don't think that's wrong at all. Like that's great. Yeah. But to me, like the not, we don't have to bring our best. We don't have to bring anything except ourselves and our hunger to the Lord. So like, that kind of is like the theological bend of like coming just as you would to anything else. Like, yeah. And you probably feel an, an authenticity in and of yeah, yourself exactly. that yeah. like I'm coming as myself. Like this is who I am. I don't have to dress up to be like some other person yeah. to come before God. Yeah. And, and but both are like, right. You, you right. know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But like, if I like wear a hoodie because I just like want to stick it to the man or whatever, right, right, right. then that is abhorrent to the Lord. Yeah. And yeah. if somebody like does, you know, dresses up to like look good for church and win the approval of man, that is also abhorrent to the Lord. And so that's kind of like one of those things where it, it's the heart posture alone is what 
qualifies it before the Lord. Well, and and Paul says that here in in Romans 14 and verse 6, he says the one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats eats in honor of the Lord since uh since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. Mm-hmm. And so the it, I mean Paul's making the point that we are to do things in a way that honors the Lord. Yeah. Not that like points out certain issues that they might see. Oh, Will dresses a certain way, like to look on Will condescendingly, or, you know, this guy is only eating vegetables because he's trying to stay away from unclean foods, or this person is being a, a teetotaler and is, you know, is a, is a, is a legalist, yeah. you know, and we're looking condescendingly yeah. and we're judging those people. Yeah. And, and, Paul is saying that we need to we need to have this heart posture of we're we're approaching our brothers and sisters in a way that we can leave that conversation or we can leave that interaction and say I honored the Lord and how I interacted with them totally. and how I viewed them and 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 matters of worship I, this is where Paul lands the plane we only give account for ourselves mm-hmm. and so I think some of the like read between the lines of this passage is like mind your own dang business, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it, don't pay attention to like, why are you fixated on like how your neighbor or how your family member is, is worshiping and like the forms that their worship takes just focus on your heart posture and yeah. what you do, because all those secondary things like may or may not be pleasing to the Lord based off, the heart posture. And at the end of the day, we just have to like trust the Holy spirit at work in one another and then focus on our own standing before the Lord and our own posture and before yeah, the yeah. Lord. Yeah. And, and I mean, Paul says it, uh, explicitly in verses 10 and 12, he says, for we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Yeah. And verse 12, he says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. This is one of the, this is one of these like, concepts in the new Testament that we will do well to sit and just ponder on and to Mm -hmm. think one day I'm going to have to stand before a holy God. And yes, those of us who are, who have been, you know, washed by the blood of Jesus, uh, who have given our lives to him will be welcomed into his kingdom. Mm -hmm. However, there's still this idea that we're going to give an account of ourselves to God Mm -hmm. and, we all want to hear. I hope we want to hear those words. Well done, my good and faithful, my good and faithful servant. Uh, so we we want to hear those words at the end of our life, and and we have to consider how we how we do things even now. Amen. Um. So I mean, if I had to sum up the passage in in a word, will I think I would say, mind your own dang business. <laughs> <laughs> I think you summed it up better Mind than Joe it. Beeswax. That's right. That's right. I love it. Well, some great stuff. For Will, for Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at Christcovenant.com. 
www.thepowerhouse.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.